Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to another episode of Real Reading Talk. I am your host, Miss Sasha, and with Real Reading Talk, I discuss the real systemic issues that are at the very core, the very foundation as to why there are low levels of literacy in the Black community. And I do it in a way that is unapologetic, no sugarcoating, no chaser, and we are also here to find ways to combat these issues together. And I welcome you so much. I thank you for joining me again. For those of you who are regulars, thank you for your support. I appreciate you big time. And for those of you who are new listeners, I hope that you gain a lot of benefit from this podcast. I hope that it is keeping you engaged. All right, I try to put a little little entertainment in there with some of my funny stories, little jokes here and there, whatever the case may be. But again, overall, the benefit, that's what I want you all to walk away with, the benefit and implementation, all right? Because we can listen to these podcasts, listen to these and watch these YouTube videos. We can read the books. We can have the conversations with folks. But if we're not implementing those things, then what is it all for? right? So we have to be in that mindset of applying the knowledge, all right? As they say, knowledge is power. But as I remember hearing a brother say on a podcast that I listened to a few years back, he said, no, applied knowledge is power. All right, y'all, this is episode 40, y'all, episode 40. But guess what? Y'all have some exciting news, all right? This right here, is our last episode of season one. All right, so I put in some work, y'all. Okay, and I even, when you go back to uh, some of my podcasts uh, from before, I actually, because I had been in a podcast game uh, since uh, 2017. That's when I started. And then back then, it wasn't as easy. All right, but since I was able, since I discovered this platform, Anchor, um, and, you know, putting them a little, put a little plug in. Yes, I'm definitely doing that right now. As you are, when you listen to the beginning of the podcast, you hear my little promo in the beginning, which by the way, I will be changing. <laughs> um, you know, it, it has made it easier for me to be able to do the podcast and upload it and all of that. So when I discovered Anchor, that's why I was like, oh, snap. I said, okay, so now I have to, you know, now I'm able to, Uh, be more consistent with making sure that I get these episodes in. So this, again, like I said, this is episode 40 of season one. So this is going to be the last episode of this season. All right. And I am preparing for season two. And as we know, when we are preparing to uh, do things that, um, you know, for whatever it is that we're doing, we have to be willing to tweak. We have to be willing to do some renovations, be more creative, make it more engaging. We got to add, sometimes take away things. So this is my plan and my intention for Real Reading Talk podcast. All right. So I want to make it better. I want to have more guests, um, inshallah, God willing, uh, for the upcoming season, season two. So that's what I'm working towards right now. 
And um, also, I want you all to check out too. check out my podcast cover. I'm going to be I got that done. I went on and had someone do the podcast cover for me. So I was like, I said, okay, again, like I said, in renovation stage, trying to make some changes, trying to make it better. I'm like, okay, I'm tired of looking at that same old logo. And I know for y'all who've seen it, y'all tired of it too. All right. (laughs) If you paid any attention, you know, sometimes some folks, they just be like, hey, that ain't, you know, that's not something I've been paying attention to, whatever the case may be. But nevertheless, I pay attention to it, obviously. So I said, I want to make it, um, you know, better and all of those types of things. So with that being said, now I want to end this last episode of season one with us really honing in and tuning in to what a culture of literacy in our home should look like. And of course, I'm talking about what you think it should look like. And how do you do that? Well, first, just like with anything, you have to visualize. You have to visualize in your mind what kind of reading space that you want to create in your house. You have to envision your home being a home that is developing and nurturing a culture of literacy. And so in order for you to do that, you have to start thinking about, well, what do you already have in your home right now that's showing that you're developing and nurturing a culture of literacy? So think about, think about the books that you have in your home already. Or for some of you, you were listening, you may not really have any books at all. But that's okay. That's why you're here because you're trying to get that guidance. You're trying to get that help and trying to figure out how to do that. And so I want you to listen to this episode and listen to these tips that I recommend that you start with in order to start really, really envisioning and reimagining how a culture of literacy should be developed and nurtured in your home. And guess what, y'all? These are not some tips that are like... You, you have to have some uh, big, massive doctorate degree. This is not something in which you have to uh, feel like that you have to be so studied and, and you know, you have had to, to read all of these different things in order to be able to create this culture of literacy. These are literally simple things that I've actually talked about in my previous episodes. But I wanted to end season one with almost a a recap of what I've been talking about in the previous episodes and really, really putting in the minds of all of you who are listening about these simple techniques, these simple things that we can do to really, really start to say, you know what, Black family, Black people, we are going to have literacy be at the foundation in our homes. We don't have to start, we don't have to think that, oh my goodness, we have to send our children 
to these uh, schools in order for them to want to read or learn to read. We actually have the tools in our homes. We should be doing that. We actually are the ones who should who we should be making sure that we are taking ownership in terms of our children learning to read and our children developing the desire to want to read. Don't depend on these schools. These schools ain't caring nothing on no massive level. Now, you're going to have some pockets of teachers here. You could say some of you listen like, okay, why well, I know this one teacher or a couple teachers. That's fine. But I said on a massive level, on a massive level, those teachers are not in the, in the business of trying to develop in cultural uh, 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 literacy, and especially when it cult, develop a culture and nurturing literacy in our black children and black homes. That is not their intent. Their intent is to make sure as much as possible, these kids are passing these tests that are ridiculous so that these uh, schools can continue to get this funding. And so these teachers can get pats on the back for, you know, oh, my gosh, you've done so great in this classroom. I don't know what you've done. You know, the kids are doing so great on the NWEA tests and MAP tests and STAR tests and this test and that. And it's like, OK, but we looking at our, our black children and black babies and our families, our communities. And we're like, we still are struggling when it comes to basic things. We still are not in a position as black people where we can take ownership of our own communities, where we are having thriving communities. We are doing that. Not on a massive level. Pockets of us are, but we need to be doing that on a massive level. So the first thing I wanted to um, say for tip number one is you have to create a space in your home that is dedicated to reading. And guess what? You can have multiple spaces because I truly believe that our children should have a space in their bedrooms for reading. Our children should have bookshelves in their rooms for reading. They should, every room that they walk into, they should be able to see books in those rooms. And if you have the ability to even have that, you know, it's just like back in the day, I remember people would have magazine racks in their bathrooms. You know, folks handling their business, you know, when they reading. Some people, that's, that's how they able to use the bathroom, okay? I ain't trying to get all, you know deep you know nasty or whatever i'm just saying we keeping it real right keeping it real real reading talk okay and that's good okay so creating a space for reading in your home what do you want that space to look like envision a nice area rug bean bags maybe you know you you might get a little a tent you know, for your children, those little tents, you know, you get them little, uh, nice, you know, little cheap little tents or whatever, um, at, at probably a dollar store, target, whatever, one of these little stores, you can grab a little tent and that could be their little reading fortress, reading area, have them name it. Okay. And the reason why, again, that you're doing that is because you are putting in their minds that reading is pleasurable. Reading is something that you should be able to do and you are feeling relaxed. 
all right, that you are feeling like you are in the, in this space to where you are like, I am ready to uh, not just read these words, but actually delve into this book, laugh, cry, you get angry, whatever it is, whatever type of book you're reading, getting scared if you went to those scary books or whatever the case may be. But the point is, is that you're creating that space. So that's tip number one. Number two, allow your children to choose the books that they like. Don't get don't get caught up in, well, my child is in ninth grade and they still may want to read Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Or they may want to read or you have a, a ninth grader and she loves Dork Diary still. Like I have a ninth grader in my home and she loves Dork Diaries. And Dork Diaries is really more catered to the upper elementary middle school uh, kids. And they were they wanted me to order the latest Dork Diary book. But for whatever reason, it hasn't been um, on Amazon. So I wasn't able to order it. And she was like, oh, man, you know, I mean, they were gobbling up that series of the Dork Diaries. All right. And so, again, like I said, don't get caught up in reading loves. I'll never forget when my daughter, when she used to go to one of these uh, charter schools, uh, my daughter, who is now she's a sophomore in college and she had all, you know, always been an avid reader. And um, and I remember the principal, he would stand at the door and he would ask, you know, kids, you know, what you reading, what you reading? And so and so she had said, you know, whatever book she was reading, he was like, you know, oh, you know, basically trying to downplay the book because it wasn't wasn't quote unquote on her reading level because he had knew, you know, that she, you know, was a very real well read uh, student, you know, and it's like and I remember saying back then, I'm like, you know, well, that really does not matter. You know, if you are into a particular type of genre of books and that's your thing and you're interested in that and it keeps you engaged and you do that. So that is something, you know, that I want you to remember as parents, don't get caught up now into well, my baby is 10. So they should be reading on this particular level, reading this particular book. No, if they like this particular genre, especially with my boys, they love some comic books. A lot of boys love those comic books. They like those graphic novels. Get those for your children. Number three, allow your children to read in their own way. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, say hypothetically, you set aside a time in your home for reading, just like for my home, it's they have to read for an hour. Even though I tell my students read for at least 30 minutes a day, I have that on my, you know, um, you know, I say that at the end of my videos, even at the end of the podcast. Right. I say read for at least 30 minutes a day. But in my household, I have higher expectations when it comes to reading. And plus, we do have a culture of literacy here. All right. So we got a bookshelf books. They got books all in a room. They I just bought them. Uh, their favorite book. Uh, they just got their books on Friday. They was excited. So they have already um, a, the desire to want to read. So I say, hey, y'all got to read for an hour. All right. And during that time, your child, they may start reading a book. They may read part of the book out loud. And that's what if that's their way they want to read the book. Allow them to do that. 
Now, of course, if you, you know, if you have other kids in the house and you got one reading aloud, one reading silently, you might got to tell the one who's reading aloud. Okay, you got to go in your room and read aloud. I had to do that with my kids before. I'm like, all right, okay, Yusuf, you got to go in your room. You trying to read aloud? Okay, because you you disturbing your sister Sada right now. All right, my son Musa, he'll go up in his room and read. His room is upstairs. He goes away from everybody and he'll read on his own by himself. Okay, sometimes you may have a child they're reading and they want to take a break from the book and they'll start doodling on paper. Maybe they start drawing or whatever. Some of the, you know, maybe something inspired them to draw while they were reading. That's okay. Now, I definitely don't recommend them getting on their device while they're reading because when you have that book, the whole point is that you want them to connect with that physical book as possible. Okay. So try to, you know, and then also too, it's a way to limit that screen time. But if they want to doodle while they're reading and drawing, that's okay. Sometimes you have a, a, a child, they're reading a book, and they're talking to the book, right? They, they, you're reading like, oh, man, that's crazy. I can't believe they did that. And see, I would have done. That's fine. Good. That's the way they're reading. That's the way they're engaging with the book. They're not just reading and reading and quiet and silent. Some people read and talk. I'm a read and talker. <laughs> that's why I knew I had to create a podcast I love to talk you know but I don't want to just be talking about anything I want to be talking about something that's beneficial all right something that's going to be meaningful okay and so um but yeah when I'm reading books and, there, and there's something that I'm reading that comes up and I'll a scenario come in my mind or a thought come in my mind I'll start talking about it out loud the whole conversation <laughs> yes indeed all right y'all can talk about me all you want oh man you look crazy yeah i know you 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 know you you black in america black in this world you're gonna have a little craziness to you okay but that's what i do okay number four make sure that you are advertising books that represent black people black authors black illustrators Making sure that you have that in your home. Be intentional about that. Be very intentional about that. Make no mistake about it. You come and look at my bookshelf. Majority of the books are about black people, by black people. Black illustrators is on there. All right. Pumping up black folks here in America and across the globe. Yes, that's done on purpose. Our children, uh, unfortunately, even in these schools that our children are in, still, as much as research has, has been shown that the more black children are seeing books that represent them, they are more likely to read. But then you go into schools and you look in these uh, classrooms on these bookshelves and you hardly see books that represent our, our uh, black folks or black culture, or black experiences, black people. You hardly seeing that. But folks, they want to talk about, you know, oh, research this and research. It's like, okay, well, why don't you have a plethora of books that represent black folks? And the last thing I want to say, our last tip rather, making frequent trips to the library. I can't stress this enough. Making sure that the children are getting to the libraries. Number one, 
the books there are free. So you don't have to worry about trying to go out and buy books all the time, even though I highly recommend that. I definitely, as much as possible, try to, get, you know, buy books for your children. But until, you know, even even say whatever you for whatever reason, you can't get you can't get uh, to the store to buy the books for your kids or whatever the case may be. Get them to the libraries. And I really would have to disagree on folks saying that they really can't get books from the stores because they, they sell books. I mean, pretty much wherever store you go to, they got a section where they got books. You can go to uh, Marshall's, uh, TJ Maxx, Target, Walmart, uh, Dollar Store. They have books. That's I bought books from those places for my children before. So we literally, them excuses, mm, nah, they ain't going to fly. Sorry. You have ample opportunity. You go to the, like I said before in another episode that I said, go to the thrift store. Go to the thrift store and get books for your children. And then you're going to come out cheaper. Especially you going on day, goes those days at the thrift store where they have half off. They got family day or they got this color tag. It's 50% off today or 25% off or whatever the case may be. Go and get your baby some books. But at the very, very least, make sure that you make frequent trips to the library. All right. So, yeah. So, you know, like I said, with that being said, again, I wanted to leave this season, season one, with almost like a recap of what I've been talking about from the beginning. Developing that culture of literacy and nurturing it. Okay, so when you, you know, of course, when we develop something after that, you got to make sure that you are cultivating it, you're nurturing it, you help, you're helping it to grow. We want our children to be empowered through literacy. We want our children to have a print rich home. We want our children to see as many books as possible that represent black people, black experiences, black culture. They need to know about these black authors. These black authors, man, they putting in work. You got black authors out here like a Derek Barnes, you know, or Carol Boston Weatherford or our dear brother who has passed. Oh, my goodness. Hurts my heart. Floyd Cooper. All right. You know, you have a plethora of black authors out here who are doing the damn thing and black illustrators. Gordon C. James, Frank Morrison. All right. Um, what's the sister's name? Va- Vashti. Ah, man, I think she's the one who, I think that's her name, Vashti. She's the one who illustrated, if I'm not mistaken, that book, Solway. Uh, Yeah, she did, because uh, Lupita Nyong'o, she uh, wrote the book, Solway, about the, about basically based on, loosely based off of her life in terms of dealing with um, developing that, that confidence in her beautiful dark skin color. All right. But Vashti, I believe, is was her is her name, the one who illustrated that book. But our children should know the names of black authors of black illustrators and black publishers. All right. We got to we, we have to teach our children about these different black publishers as well. You know, they shouldn't just know about, you know, the the what is that called? The um, I forgot the name, you know, the, the popular names of those publishers that you'll see on these books. 
we need to support these back black publishers. I think one is called Third World Press, if I'm not mistaken, is one. All right. So these are things in which should be in the minds of our children. These really have to be in the minds of us as adults. A lot of this stuff I'm giving y'all, again, I did not grow up on this. This is stuff I had to learn after I got grown, good and grown. Okay? So, again, as, as the old saying goes, as we know better, we do better. All right? And um, I want to go ahead again and end uh, this last episode. And I want to end on a quote. All right? And I'm going to end on the quote. Um, I've read this book uh, by Beyond When. I talked about it before. And this is an easy read. You know, you can read this book in like 20 minutes because it really his book was just a book that was filled with quotes and confirmations. All right. And this brother is from Cleveland. So, you know, I had to represent him. I was like, holla. Okay. All right. So his name is Beyond Win. And the quote that I wanted to. Oh, here it is right here. Bam. Success and excuses can't live together. Somebody has to move out all right so that quote right there banging when I read that I was like success and excuses can't live together y'all somebody gotta move all right so you all you make the choice you want success to stay in your house or do you want the excuses to stay in your house Because those who are about success, those tips that I gave and others, other tips that you may come across, that's going to help you to develop and nurture that culture of literacy in your home. Oh, you're going to make sure you implement them. You're going to do that. Because as we know, we, you you know how we are as black folks. We can't stand somebody who got a whole bunch of excuses. But we got to check ourselves and ask, are we making excuses? Are we coming up with all kind of reasons as to why our children aren't doing well in reading? I'm not about no just blaming the school system, even though we understand the system. The system is built on the false notion of white supremacy. So when you have a system that was built to uphold a certain group of people and oppress others, when you come to that realization And you understand it, like our brother, Dr. Neely Fuller said, you know, about understanding the false notion of white supremacy, understanding what it is and how it does. If you don't understand it, then everything else will confuse you. So that's why you got to come to that realization of what kind of system that we're in. And then you act accordingly. All right, you guys. And also, I wanted to uh, let you know about the book that I've been reading, a couple of books. Uh, Number one, I've been listening to the book on Audible, uh, Sweat the Technique uh, by Rakim. All right. It's being read by him as well, which is just so awesome, man. Brother, I, I, I just I love it. I love it. I love, you know, what he's talking about in his book and how he came Um, And, you know, just talking about his journey in terms of in childhood and how he's always been um, 
surrounded by music, grew up in a musical family, grew up with a supportive family, and how all of this led to him being one of considered arguably the best lyricist when it comes to, uh, you know, rapping or emceeing um, or definitely in the top three. Um, also, I've been reading the book um, Dumbing Us Down. I'm still reading it. I'm halfway through that book. Um, I just told you all I finished the book, Quotes and Confirmations. And I'm still reading the book um, Ra- Raising, what is it called? Oh, Raising Free People. All right. That book is talking about um, a black family who decided to homeschool and their journey through that. Uh, so, yeah, so that's that's what I'm on. So. I hope that you all are having these same kinds of reading conversations with your friends and your family members uh, so that, you know, we can, you know, again, change our mindset, y'all, develop and nurture that culture of literacy in the black community. And um, also, too, I wanted to remind you all about my YouTube channel. If you're looking for books for your children to be able to listen to, go to my YouTube channel. Reading is freedom. Reading is freedom. If you're looking for a reading tutor for pre-K through fourth grade, please go to my website, abclearntutoring.com. That is abclearntutoring.com. All right, click on the free reading assessment. And yes, of course, I tutor online. So I can tutor somebody here where I live or somebody who lives in Australia somewhere. As long as you got that internet, we good. <laughs> all right, you all take care. This has been a great, great episode. I hope you all feel I feel that way. I hope you all feel that way as well. Please share it. Please share. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring, y'all. All right. See you all or talk to you all next time. when We go into season two, episode one, y'all. Take care. Make sure you keep reading for at least 30 minutes a day. This has been Real Reading Talk. Peace.